everybody, welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do part 3 of our Avengers Endgame coverage. Uh, this part's just going to be me, I'm your host Matthew. And I'm going to be basically, I've written down a whole bunch of moments from the film which uh, personally interested me more than others. Of course I love the entire film, but there's characters that I like more than certain other characters. They did certain things and the film did certain other things that I liked more than other parts. So I'm here to talk about these specific parts that interested me more. Uh, so of course with me just talking about the moments from the film there will be spoilers here. I did put spoilers in the titles so if you still haven't seen Avengers Endgame and you clicked on this and you pressed play then it's kind of your own fault if you get spoiled because I did put spoilers in big capital letters in the title. I'm also warning you right now this is your only spoiler opportunity warning to leave because I'm not going to do the whole delay thing because I put spoilers in the title. So this is your only chance to leave and I'm going to start now. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not here to give my impressions or thoughts or anything like that, because I've already done that on part one and part two. Uh, if you haven't seen, if you haven't listened to those parts of the podcast, because that's, it's more possible that you might not have listened to those as opposed to see the film, uh, I am going to link both of the parts below. Uh, part one was me and David, and part two was me and Robert. Uh, I gave more of my impressions on the first part, because that was the first review that I did. So if you want to go back and listen to those bits and pieces, or if you want Robert's and David's thoughts on the film, uh, those are spoiler-free and spoiler-split, so you can jump into those anyway. Uh, so yeah, if you want those, those are in the show notes. Let's get started with this. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to run down the moments I've listed and talk about why they were cool or mattered or whatever. Uh, the Avengers Assemble line, uh, so not the line-up, I do have that written down in here though. Um, but yeah, we'd kind of waited since, uh, probably the first Avengers, because, uh, well, didn't they have, uh, it was called a different thing in the UK? I don't quite remember that far back, and I didn't see it in the cinema and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think it was called, like, Avengers Assemble in the UK or something. I remember somebody saying somewhere that it, the film was given a slightly different name, the, the first Avengers film. Uh, you do, of course, have that shot in the first film of them all, you, you know, the, 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 the same one that they actually show in this film when, they, when they're going back in time. Um, to, uh, yeah, to, to when it's the camera circling around them and they're all shooting and doing whatever, whatever the individual Avengers sort of do. Uh, so yeah, with us not getting the line sort of then or in any of the other three films, uh, it was really cool that in, you know, Endgame and Captain uh, America's uh, potentially final film, we shall see definitely what happens in the future, but uh, at the moment his final piece of the story, um, for him to, to give that line as well, that, that was very, very cool, so... Uh, that was really, really good, and yeah, it's just that bit of, like I talked about with David, he says Avengers, and then you do, you're just waiting for that second part, he says Assemble, it comes around and it's really, really cool. Uh, the next part, um, the the characters coming back through Doctor Strange's pool, because of course we did have the earlier scene, Hulk does the, the snap, and then we realise everyone's back when Hawkeye, or I guess Ronan as he's called now, uh, gets the call from his wife and realizes okay they they realize that it's all worked uh worked out pretty well um and then yeah you uh, at that moment i kind of wondered like okay so they haven't because they weren't at that bit in wakanda uh where everybody did get uh disappeared or turned to whatever happened where when they got um dusted the characters weren't physically there at that point so i'm guessing that the characters sort of revived back there or you had like some sort of time rewind sort of thing 
maybe uh in terms of like them physically rewinding back to where they went uh and then yeah you kind of wonder like okay they must be back now and that that storm sort of happens or whatever and then um yeah obviously later we get you know the portals that open up and you realize that everybody's coming back so that that was a nice really cool moment to i mean it leads into because uh, a lot of these moments I've I've listed here are from that whole scene, because um, that was obviously like quite a bit, very very big thing. You know, that, like the Avengers coming back, um, the Avengers assemble line, everybody in the line together, everybody sort of fighting. All of that was amazing, um, and with with that combining into the Avengers assemble line, like the lineup and then him saying it, all of it done very very well. I I loved all that. Um, and yeah, just seeing like, hey, there's Black Panther, there's Spider-Man, there's Doctor Strange and the Guardians and everybody else was, was really quite cool to see. Um, so that was really, really good. Uh, yeah, so I love that. And then, of course, Spider-Man coming back. Obviously, Spider-Man's my favourite. He's my, I mean, he's my favourite superhero, period. Not just in the MCU, not just in superheroes or whatever. Uh, but he's my favourite superhero, period. Uh, I do, of course, like Batman a lot. I like The Flash a lot. I like a lot of other characters a lot as well. But he's always been my kind of childhood uh, superhero that I grew up with and all that kind of stuff. So seeing him come back was very, very cool. And with him being arguably the new face of the MCU, uh, it was interesting to see them. Because I noticed they zoomed in on particular characters like Black Panther, I think they zoomed in. Spider-Man they zoomed in on and some of the others as well. I think Doctor Strange they did. Some of the others were a bit more in the background. So some of the Guardians were a bit more in the background like Valkyrie was as well. But you can't fit everybody in one shot. But I noticed that as they went across across the line, um, they, they sort of zoomed in on, on particular characters which I thought was, was an interesting choice. O- almost as if to say like here's your future here's your mcu your entire mcu line but these are like our bigger characters so yeah doctor strange spider-man black panther characters like that uh captain marvel wasn't back at that point was she i think she came back slightly later in the fight um so yeah that that was obviously really really cool uh and spider-man kind of being almost at the front of that line was very very cool as well uh spider-man meeting captain marvel i i honestly i'm gonna make a decision on this opinion uh after i see far from home but i think that tom holland is the definitive spider-man um i mean i mean it's difficult to compare animated wise and live action wise because you have different a different type of character on screen where like one person's voicing someone and they're being animated or cg'd or however you want to phrase that into the film and then with the live action stuff you do have I mean you have to physically act as well and I'm not saying it's more work or whatever or that, that to put the, the voice actors down but um, even with all the Spider-Verse people and all that sort of stuff I at the moment I do think that uh, Tom Holland is the definitive Spider-Man uh, and, the, and the definitive um, Peter Parker but I, I want to wait until I see him just one more time in Far From Home obviously he'll be the main character uh, and to really decide, like, from there, uh, like, who's who's kind of the best Spider-Man and stuff. Because, yeah, I, I mean, I already think he's better than, um, what's the name, Toby Maguire and Andrew Andrew uh, Gar- Garfield, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I already think he's better than both of those, so there's that as well. But, yeah, him meeting um, Captain Marvel and, like, you have... Again, you do have two future MCU characters, both, well, one who's recently been adapted to screen and one who's been on screen several times but 
has a new version in Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Because um, I'm not sure if there's been a Captain Marvel film before or if she's been... Or if she's been in... I mean, she's probably been in some of the cartoons or whatever, but... I think this is her first live-action version. I'm not sure. But as I'm kind of comparing here, obviously, this isn't Spider-Man's first live-action appearance. Or his first close... It's not even close to his first appearance in any way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, certainly a new, ver a new version of him and a new version of Captain Marvel meeting each other and having kind of an interesting little conversation. And, and like, him having that sort of, like... Peter Parker himself is probably a little bit more nervous than some of the other characters when he's fighting in this and, and stuff and he's not quite as experienced and like he's not a god and he hasn't got like these blaster sort of powers and he, he's not like a Thor or a Doctor Strange or like a Scarlet Witch or like a Captain Marvel where they've got these powerful blasters and all this sort of elemental stuff that Doctor Strange does and everything like that. And he's only kind of got, well, not to put my favourite superhero down, because I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to compare them in terms of power and stuff. You've got, like, this new super-powered uh, Marvel character who's, like, looking for... What was it? I think they were exchanging the uh, the glove, weren't they, at the time? Because, like David said, they were kind of playing football with the... Uh, or American football with the uh, with the glove, uh, trying to get it to the to Ant-Man and, uh, uh, and Wasp uh, from from the portal thing. Um, but like him go him using that awkward teen thing of like, hey, I'm I'm Peter Parker and I'm like pretty nervous right now because I could die here. I mean, he's not wasn't going to die, but like Peter Parker in that situation is probably very nervous. You have got like Thanos wandering around, all these other villain villains uh, wandering around on that, and it's like a high stakes situation. Everybody's fighting, so he's probably a bit nervous. Um, and like he's meeting this new like leader type of character in in captain marvel so um interesting for him to kind of uh yeah meet her in that way i thought it was yeah, it, it was pretty fun so uh captain marvel finally wielding uh thor's hammer um for some reason netflix keeps trying to put avengers age of ultron in my face for some reason i might go back and watch that film because that's the one film that sticks out to me in the whole of the mcu where everybody's like, oh, it wasn't that great. And I remember enjoying it a lot. So it could be the case of, when was that, like 2014, 2015 or something? I can't remember exactly when that, that came out. It's been like at least a good few years, almost like four or five years or so. Um, And I want to see, like, did I miss something? And I, I actually really liked Avengers Age of Ultron at the time. But a lot of people seem to really not like it. And I've never quite understood why. Uh, the reason I'm bringing up Avengers Age of Ultron is that's when they do the scene... Uh, when they all try and lift Thor's hammer off the off the table, um, and everybody kind of has a go, and Captain America's the one that like shifts the table a bit, or like so I can't remember exactly what happened, but like he sort of shifted the hammer a bit and sort of knocked the table a bit, and Thor's got this look of like, oh crap, he might be about to lift my uh, my hammer. Um, so yeah, him finally wielding it, and there was always the question of like, is he worthy, and all that kind of stuff, and and everything. So him finally like just wielding it and. Uh, that that image of Captain America wielding his shield, which like you know he's fully back in his in his Captain America things. If you guys remember in Infinity War, he didn't have his shield really, uh, and he was in like a different outfit and everything. So him being in his kind of upgraded version of his original suit, um, and like wielding his shield and like swinging the air because it's got a little uh, I can't think of what it's called. You know when you get like a PlayStation Move remote and they give you the little elastic thing? I'm pretty sure he was like using that part of it. 
um, and like swinging it around and everything and just like intimidatingly sort of going towards Thanos and trying to like beat him down and everything that was that was such a great scene um and of course Thor giving the line of like oh you know you know I I I think he says I knew it or something like I knew it um and him kind of doing that I thought was really awesome as well so that was really cool uh let's take a, a quick break here actually we'll see you in a minute and what we're going to do is obviously there's no spoiler warning for for, for anything uh we're going to go into housekeeping and I'm gonna let you know what else we've been doing on entertainment talk so see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Koalu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Koalu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Koalu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, if you like superhero stuff, um, I just today actually posted a podcast discussing Batman and why he's not been on TV and live action form in quite some time and... Why doesn't yeah why why doesn't DC and Warner Brothers want Batman on TV is the, is the name of it. Uh, I also did link in the show notes for that uh, my uh, my thoughts on who could be the next Batman because of course they're looking for the 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 new Batman for the Matt Reeves film which is going to be in 2021 so there's all, all all that's kind of in there as well. Uh, if you also like superhero stuff but on the DC side of things uh, we got Legends of Tomorrow podcast for season four episode twelve. Or up to that point from the mid-season finale. From the mid-season premiere, sorry. Uh, or actually from the mid-season finale, yeah. Um, so yeah, for 4.12, so you can go and check that out as well. Uh, the Flash, we had a podcast yesterday for 5.20, which is from season 5 episodes, roughly 16 to 20, giving our thoughts on the second half of the season so far. And we've got two, we got just two episodes left, so we'll be, so we'll be back in two weeks for the season finale. Um, the other one is Arrow, which I think we got a podcast for next week. Uh, that's for season seven, episodes twenty. Same deal, sixteen to twenty uh, for the episodes. Uh, for that, if you also like CW stuff, um, we've got iZombie for its final season. Uh, that's for season five, episode one. We'll be back in five weeks, uh, or I guess about four weeks now, to discuss five oh five. So that'll be the next podcast that we do, and then we're we're gonna do one five. 10, 12, and then we're going to leave the finale as its own episode. Uh, but that won't be for another 12, 11 weeks or so. Uh, so we've got that. If you're interested in final seasons, uh, we've also got Game of Thrones for its 8th and final season. We've got just two episodes left, uh, so that's a shame. Um, but we have episode uh, 4 for season 8. The podcast is out there for that if you want to listen to that as well. Uh, gaming talk this week we talked about our predictions for Sony's state of play which is their Nintendo Direct style information giving press conference well YouTube video style of thing we predicted what they might announce with that they did do that yesterday and that is available on YouTube not the podcast the uh, the state of play 
stream that PlayStation did. I'm sure if you look up like Sony or PlayStation, you should be able to find it. So there's that as well. Uh, and next week, next week we'll be back to talk about what exactly Sony did reveal. So we'll be back to talk about that next week. Um, what else have we got? I did a season one review for uh, Dead to Me. It's a brand new Netflix uh, series, and um, I did. I'm not going to break down the plot again because I did that in the uh, in kind of the Batman podcast housekeeping section. Um, but yeah, I essentially explain what the show's about in the first section. There is a spoiler-free section in there, which includes that part as well, and a spoiler section. But I'll give you a warning as I usually do. Uh, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's what we've been doing at the moment, what I can think of for entertainmenttalk.org. Oh yes, brand new podcast, The United Cast, which is for Manchester United, the English football team, of course, uh, football and all sorts of other things that we just, dis- that I discussed. Uh, it's not available on iTunes yet, but once it is, I'll be, uh, sure to post the link out on Facebook and Twitter to let you guys know when that podcast is live. But look out for that, uh, soon, whenever iTunes decide they want to post that. Uh, and that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttool.org or on podcast platforms. Let's move back to the end game. Uh, where was I last time? Thor's hammer, I think, I talked about before the break. Uh, Captain America and Thor swapping weapons. Um, so the whole... I think it was either something like you have the little one or you take the little one. Uh, cause, because I think... What was it? Captain Captain America at some point was wielding both Stormbreaker and the hammer. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure, and he was beating up Thanos with it, and then he goes to give uh, the hammer back to Thor, and then they, they he, yeah, he asks to swap over, so that Thor is now holding Stormbreaker. Uh, just a- another cool little moment, and what I like about this moment as well is, uh, what's it, is, um, yeah, w- with them changing Thor's character for the, uh, clearly for the better in Thor Ragnarok, and giving him more of a comedic angle, that was more of a comedic kind of line to give him. Because if, if you had had the Thor Dark World version. Uh, for the for the second Thor film. Version of that character in that scene. He probably wouldn't have said it like that. And it would have put, wouldn't have probably have been so funny. So when you've got like you know. This happy reunion, re- reunion of all the MCU. And like you've got all this fun cool stuff happening. It was cool for them to put that moment in there. Um, and have it between, you know, these two characters that are just swapping weapons and stuff. I thought it was a, it was a very, very cool moment. So, uh, going into the next bit, uh, the whole of the MCU in one line. It's interesting because Captain Marvel wasn't in that line, was she? Because I'm pretty sure the scene when she comes out of the sky, when when uh, Thanos' ship is about to shoot a bunch of whatever it is about to shoot... You see this like yellow thing in the sky, and then she comes down. I'm pretty sure that that's after the the MCU all stands in one line. But anyway, the whole of the MCU in one line, um, and you get this shot from I think it's from right to left of you know Black Panther, Spider Man, uh, all of the characters and the Guardians and and uh, the uh, as Guardian people, so like Valkyrie and everybody and um, just everybody that's there at the moment. Uh, of course, you don't have the uh x-men or fantastic four because they're not in this universe and they're in the process of being rebooted probably i mean here's the thing even though dark phoenix isn't out yet i would be very surprised if marvel's not already in the phase of like okay who can we cast for what role and everything because that's going to be the last of those those films and uh yeah once that's well it's going to be finished what comes out what like next month um I, I would be pretty surprised if they're not already looking at people to, to play those roles. Um, same with Fantastic Four. 
same with Wolverine and everybody like that. So, uh, but Wolverine's obviously going to be the bigger task. Um, so in like four to six years or or something, it, it depends when they when they introduce them and when you'll have the next big Avengers type film uh, or Avengers Five or whatever. Will you be able to have? Will you, will you be able to line that up so that all, so that they fully been introduced to the MCU? We've met all of them and everything, and they're included in that line as well. Um, that will be kind of interesting to see what they can what they can do there. It'll be also interesting to see because the future Deadpool films are obviously going to be you know on on their own on their own but connected lightly, and there'll probably be some jokes about that <laughs> in the film. Uh, I wonder if they're going to do that with Deadpool three, like if that's at an early enough stage where they can, where they've started to integrate that. But I'm wondering if, like, in Avengers five or six or whatever films they're going to do down the line, uh, once you have another regrouping like this, like this line, um, if you can put Deadpool in there but have him as the PG thirteen rated version, because it's obviously going to be the more family friendly version and the helpful thing is they've already did the uh, I can't remember what the name of the film was called but they re-released somehow re-released um re-released a different version of Deadpool as a PG-13 thing they did it around Christmas time last year I haven't seen it myself um and it's apparently like you know family friendly version it's PG-13 and all that um well yeah family friendly but slightly ruder I suppose is what PG-13 kind of goes for um so if you can have him maybe in there as well as some sort of version, because he'll obviously be able to crack crack jokes and stuff and make references. I mean that's what the character's all about. So could you just have him in there as that slightly family friendly version and like get away with it, and then you can still go back to like Deadpool three or four or five or however many they're gonna do, and have him as the full on R rated version. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see how they how they manage that. But no, that was obviously a very very cool shot of. The whole of the MCU standing in one line. And yeah. It, it just goes to show like. Because uh, the whole combination of 10 plus years. Of of the MCU. And all, all these characters that they've been building together. Like all the individual films. And then the Avengers. And then the Guardians coming in. And then Doctor Strange. And all the films that have led up to. To this big like group of characters coming together. It was very cool to see them all standing in the same line. So uh, that was awesome as well. Uh, I can do this all day. The um. Yeah, the line where, of course, he goes back and fights the the uh, older version of himself, or the pre the previous in the timeline version of himself, I suppose, uh, or yeah, the younger version of himself. Um, and you know, the the younger version is more sort of you know, not as developed or whatever uh, at this point. Hasn't been through quite so many things, but the whole I can do this all day, and then like yeah, yeah, I get it. Sort of thing, and then they go into a fight. I thought was was very very well done. So um, again, a nice callback to I think he said that in. What films has he said that line in? He did it in Civil War. He did it in his first film. So Captain America the First Avenger. I can't remember if he did it in like. The in the Avengers. Or maybe in his second film. Or I, me- I remember specifically it was those two. Because there was the fight where he wasn't. Um, muscled up or whatever. When he became like the super soldier or whatever. There was the fight with him in the, in the alley. wasn't there. Um, and he said I can do this all day. And then of course when he's fighting. I think it's Tony in Civil War. He says it then. So yeah, a nice way to sort of round round that off as well. Uh, Captain Marvel's return. What I mean by this is because she goes off screen for a bit and comes back and like you know comes out of the sky or whatever. 
Um, and she goes to immediately go over to Thanos to fight. And then that's where... Because I remember I said in my Captain Marvel review. And I won't spoil Captain Marvel here. I said like it wasn't quite made as clear to me as to why she was so specifically powerful. But that actually clicked so much more for me in this film. First of all, she... This is not, nothing to do with her physical appearance. But... um. Like the way the ma- the way they made that character look different, she, I I don't know. She looked more powerful in this film, but no, it's not like, nothing to do with like Brie Larson's physical appearance or, or nothing like that. Um, but the way they like costumed her up, and she seemed she seemed a bit more Super Saiyan, if I if I want to put it like that, um, and just like looked more. Pa- I I don't know. I can't p- quite put my finger on what it was, but like she looked more powerful. And then when she went over to fight Thanos. Um, I was like, okay, this is like, okay, how's, how's this going to sort of go? And it was pretty kind of equal or whatever. It's, it's interesting because a lot of people like, you know, went to see Captain Marvel and it was like, oh, she's going to be the one that saves the day. She wasn't like the out and out, okay, I'm here and I'm taking down Thanos. Um, she fought him and multiple other people did like Scarlet Witch and all that. Um, that was another, that was another moment I didn't write down that I just remembered that I liked the whole you took everything from me because of the whole vision death and everything because uh, he had to basically die twice and her picking up Thanos and like ripping his body apart kind of there was like bits coming off of Thanos and it was part of his clothes part of his body and her sort of pulling him apart I suppose was like really powerful and interesting. Um, but yeah, her, uh, Captain Marvel coming back and like fighting Thanos and uh, showing the more again I can't quite put my finger on it but her be- looking more powerful like in like in a superpower sort of <laughs> superhero powered sort of sense she looked she looked like she was more powered up because uh, of the whole Super Saiyan reference that I that I tried to just mention um, so that was really cool to see as well uh, Black Widow's sacrifice I that was. If I'm to point out like character problems that I have, I think she really got kind of shortchanged, um, because she didn't really have. I can't think of like a moment that she had in this film where I was like, "Oh, this is Captain Marvel's kind of moment," um, which I guess was supposed to be her sacrifice. But I'm really glad that she's at least getting what's probably now going to be a prequel film. I mean, it has to be because because she's she's dead, um. Even though, like, you know, superhero universe, you can resurrect people and whatever. But my, one of the points that I want to kind of click and drag across is now that you've figured out how to beat Thanos and actually done it, do you want to risk going back in time and, hey, let's go back in time and save Loki and Iron Man and Black Widow and all these, and Heimdall and all these people that died, not the snap victims, the other people before that. how, How can you go back in time and do that and not risk Thanos catching wind of what you're doing and messing things up again so yeah uh plus to do what you do you kind of had to have someone use the soul stone and in in the situation they effectively swapped gamora over um like writing wise because gamora is the one that went through and didn't have to do the sacrifice because they didn't have the scene with thanos and everything and it was black widow instead um I think it would have been more surprising if, um, well, I mean, it was a surprise, it was a surprise to me, because I thought Black Widow had more of a future, but she has got a film coming out, but with them announcing, like, a Hawkeye TV series, and, hey, he's, he's, ch- he's changing from Hawkeye to Ronan, it was like, okay, you can't really quite kill him off, unless the idea would have been, like, okay, you change him to Ronan, 
he dies here but he's got his uh tv series but like that would have to be a prequel so uh, i i didn't expect hawkeye to die either so or ronin to die either so that was there as well uh yeah iron man sacrifice obviously a huge huge moment um and it was almost like i mean it was the ultimate sacrifice wasn't it because you had like not a smaller sacrifice but a different sacrifice in black widow for the soul stone because that has that has to happen someone has to get the soul stone somehow in order for them to get it to the future because they have to get the soul stone in order to actually do that you have to sacrifice somebody or give a soul or whatever um but yeah that leading to you know because it, it's kind of, if you kind of think about it it's like black widow does the sacrifice so she can get the soul stone for iron man to wield it later um for him to make his sacrifice in order to ultimately defeat thanos so it's kind of like a train of sacrifices to make the ultimate sort of defeat which is thanos um if you guys get what i mean i hope you get what i mean from that um but it's kind of that happening as well um and yeah it was was really really sad and and there was a couple of moments like as he's dying and his face is half burned or whatever he sort of drifts off a bit and kind of wakes up again and i thought like in that moment i thought oh he's dead and then you know started to get sad and that and the whole of the the whole of the cinema had like gotten all quiet and everything and uh he started to wake up slowly. And I was like, oh, he isn't dead. And then he has like a final few words with, with Spider-Man or Peter Parker. And with, um, is it Pepper Potts? Her name is, yeah, Pepper Potts. Uh, and then and then he actually does like sort of, you know when someone dies on TV. And they sort of, well, I guess it happens in real life as well. When someone's like laying down like that or sitting down like that against the wall. And they like slouch to the side slightly. It's usually a different side, whatever. Um, they slouch to the side slightly and they close their eyes. I realised he had like done that. And I was like oh now he is dead. There was like that slight moment when he slightly woke up. Where I was like oh is he going to somehow recover from these injuries. And again it's a superhero comic book thing. There's wild different things that have happened in the past. So it wasn't like completely implausible that he would survive. Um, but I guess we kind of interestingly got a hint earlier. As to, you know, when Hulk does the snap and he just about, like, is okay and he's burnt up and whatever. I guess that was a slight hint as to, because physically Hulk is much more powerful than uh, than Iron Man. Because Iron Man's just a guy in a suit, not to put him down, but he's not as physically powerful. Uh, again, to, to use the Captain Marvel phrase, he's not as super-poweredly sort of powerful. Because Hulk is, you know, a super-powered being or whatever. However you want to put that. Um, and Iron Man is just a normal human with no powers whatsoever. Uh, so he's not able to physically take the snap as much. So I, I guess that was an interesting sort of... Not necessarily foreshadowing. Because they weren't foreshadowing a particular character there. But they were for foreshadowing maybe like... Okay, look at what... Look at how much damage this causes when someone snaps. And they also do it earlier with um, Thanos. When you see him later... Um, and his arms all kind of burnt and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, hey, the, and I think he even says earlier, like, this snap almost killed me. Um, so he did a lot of foreshadowing, I suppose. Um, how Thanos quite survived is, I guess, a bit different or whatever. Um, but he's slightly more, I don't know, that that was slightly strange. But yeah, he's he just about survived, so there's that. Um, the film starting straight away but uh, the film stra- starting straight away with Hawkeye's family going. I thought that was an interesting way to... Because I'd heard 
it starts slightly slowly this this film um and i was kind of wondering like okay what does that mean and when you when you first start the film you're like okay where we where will we pick up from because uh, we sort of ended last time with uh you know them out in that field and everybody's getting dusted and then you see nick fury and uh uh is it maria hill her name is kobe smolder's character i can never remember her name because she's not really in it that often um like nick fury is a much more recognizable character um but i think her name's like maria hill or something um like obviously that's the final scene of of infinity war um but like the last that we see of the heroes is them being dusted and being on the field and everything and looking confused and distraught just like we were <laughs> at the same time um but yeah you kind of, i kind of wondering like okay what will be the first scene that they will show and it's interesting that they go to one of the because you had two avengers that was that were like out in the wild which were uh hawkeye and uh ant-man essentially but ant-man was stuck in the quantum realm and everything so hawkeye was the only other kind of one that was on earth still um and that was like out there and and sort of available to to for them to sort of go to first and show. I know they did have Captain Marvel, but that was a later kind of reveal uh, as well. Uh, or I guess they do the kind of reveal at the end of Captain Marvel as well. Um, but yeah, them going back and then them showing like because it it's seemingly like minutes after the snap because you see the family first of all, and then he goes to get something or something like that, and then he walks off and you see him notice that. Okay, you you notice the family is gone, and then you think that okay they've been dusted, but he doesn't realize that. So I thought that was a really really good way to start the film and sort of set the stage as well. That was really quite cool. Uh, and yeah, the last note I have is Ronin. I think it's really really interesting that because I didn't really know much about the character, and I was waiting for the film to kind of tell me because uh, they they played the trailer, didn't they? Uh, and had had the reveal of him, and everyone was like, oh, it's Ronin. This is Hawkeye's new character. I was like. Okay, I guess they change him. I didn't really, I didn't know anything like about him or who he was or what the story was. Also, just a quick little note: those scenes of him going through, is it Japan or like uh, Tokyo or, or something or whatever? When he's going through through there, um, I always get them kind of mixed up or whatever. Um, like you got you got China and Japan and um, all those sorts of uh, countries. I get them mixed up or whatever. Um, hopefully, no one finds that offensive. But yeah. Um, when he's kind of like he's got his sword and you can see him again because it's a disney film you have to kind of hide it a bit but when he's like going through and stabbing those guys and i was like oh cool they gave hawkeye a um a samurai sword like i, I like archers i think they're really cool characters arrow and all those sorts of characters um but like when he's going through and like killing everybody i was like oh they did like a darker like hawkeye and and then when i when you sort of see him i was like oh this was the ronin people character that people were sort of talking about and i guess that was like the dark change because obviously his family has like disappeared slash died or whatever and he obviously goes to this darker side of things and black widow comes around to sort of join him um i thought that was a really interesting way to sort of reveal that and everything and yeah i i i'm really interested to see because he's both alive for the future films and for uh did he i don't think did he retire i don't remember him retiring obviously you had uh captain america retire and some of the others um i don't remember what they did at the end with with hawkeye i don't remember anything specific that they showed um but they got obviously the tv series as well and he's not dead so even if he does retire if he did um they can bring him back in like future Avengers films. There's a lot of options for him going forward. And it, would, it just would have been cool for Black Widow to be around to sort of join him. And join Hulk as well because they had like a relationship or whatever. Uh, or Bruce Banner. 
Um, and yeah, that's the end of my notes. So there's a lot of things I wanted to kind of come back and really dissect and and discuss a lot of specific moments. Uh, I don't know if you could call this a review necessarily, but that's just what I'm going to put in the title. I don't want to put the long title of like my further thoughts on specific scenes in Avengers Endgame. Spoilers, that's just a bit too long of a title. So uh, yeah, just part three Avengers Endgame uh spoilers review so uh yeah let me know if you guys have any specific moments that you liked uh anything that um yeah stood out to you maybe like personally or specifically uh these were the ones for me a lot of them were in the avengers assemble sort of scene but that was probably the best scene of the film so uh, a lot of that stood out to me uh and yeah let me know what uh yeah what other thoughts that you have matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk there's the contact page and there's also information in your show notes uh, yeah, that's all I have to say for, for Avengers Endgame, and this is probably the final piece of coverage. Uh, I just wanted to come back and talk about specific moments, so I don't think there's anything else for us to, for us to discuss with uh, Avengers Endgame. Um, the only other thing I'm going to do, I don't want to say when it beats Avatar, because that might be giving it bad luck. If it beats Avatar, box office-wise, if it passes that 2.8 billion, which I've heard it's got to like 2.5 or 2.4, so it's getting there. If it does do that, um, I don't want to say when because I don't want to give it any kind of bad luck. If it does that, and it might take another week, it might take another two weeks, who knows how long, how much longer it will take. Because uh, you've also got Detective Pikachu out there now as well. Um, when, if that happens, uh, I'm going to come back and do a podcast. Like, just a little celebration of, like, well, the number one grossing film of all time. It's something to celebrate and it's a film I like a lot and everything like that. So, it'll be something to, to come back and celebrate. So... If that happens, we shall come back and discuss that. But uh, other than that, that's it for our Avengers Endgame coverage. Thank you all very much for listening to the three parts. If you didn't hear the other two parts, they're still very much worth listening to. Uh, and yeah, that's that. Uh, if you want to find all the content that we've got, entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find all of it. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, there's patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards, reviews of your choice. Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can shop on Amazon. We'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. Uh, iTunes feeds, uh, yeah, it doesn't cost you anything extra, and it will give us a cut of what you spend. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to those. Or you can simply click on the uh, star rating that will get sent to iTunes, and I will check it. Um, if you don't want to mess around with any of that stuff, word of mouth, simply tell your friends, family, people that you know, people that are talking about Avengers and Game of Thrones and the TV and the games that we're covering, all that good stuff. Tell them about the website and the iTunes feeds. Uh, if they're into football, tell them about the Man United cast, or the, the United cast as it's called, uh, when it hits iTunes. It's available on the website, of course. Uh, yeah, so you can do that as well. Share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different Facebook groups. Lastly, if you want to watch me, Robert, or David play different video games, me and David have got Twitch streaming channels. Robert's got one on Mixer. I didn't have any water throughout the entirety of this podcast, which was a mistake. Uh, but thank you all very much for listening, and I'll see you uh, on the next piece of content. Goodbye.